0: Listening to a, to
1: a
2: to the K. A
1: to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. Wrestle Talk
0: Podcast. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later. So now, Carl, we'll move on to this week in wrestling, if we could. And we um, as always, the first show of the week, Carl. It's Monday Night Raw. <sighs> what a fucking show it was, Anthony. <laughs> I've got a surprise oh, in
1: uh, you. Got some things to say. The first time all year. But anyway, let's go with the match Do card. This. So we had Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax taking on Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose with sure. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax picking up the win. Why not? We had the VIP lounge with special guests, the hair business. <laughs> no guests, <laughs> sure. just them.
0: Just Fucking podcast.
1: up. my podcast this week. My special guest, it's Carl. It's me. Um. Yeah, pretty much how it was. Um, We had the return of Angel Garza um, as he took on Drew Gulak and picked up the win. We had another, another segment um, with Miss TV taking on, not taking on, well, guest appearance from AJ Styles. We had T-Bar from Retribution taking on Ricochet with T-Bar picking up the win. The Hair Business took on
0: the Hardy Bro. Bro. Awful. With her business as long as I can win. do that every week, I'm fine.
1: <laughs> we had uh, Jackson Riker, believe it or not, take on Grand Metalik with because Riker picking up the that, win.
0: That was a match.
1: It was a match. We had Randy Orton talking about killing the Fiend. We had
0: Charlotte. <laughs> Please tell me Adam Pearce tried to suspend them. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. No, it's cool. no, no one cares? Okay. What?
1: No, he didn't push anyone.
0: He just <laughs> fire. You don't
1: push. <laughs> you don't push. Fire is fine. Uh, we had Charlotte and Asker taking on Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce with Charlotte and Asuka picking up the win. And the main event of the evening was Drew McIntyre, Sheamus and Keith Lee taking on The Miz, John Morrison and AJ Styles with McIntyre, Sheamus and Keith picking up. That was the show. As for the highlights, Anthony, <laughs> go on, say it.
0: Not a single fucking one. Not a single fucking one. And I Always agree with you, Carl. Fucking I totally agree. awful. I Terrible have one show. main reason for hating this week. And I'll talk about it in the O-Shites. I, I, I'm totally with you in every aspect of this. Even your rating, which no one knows yet, but I do. I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. And I'll reveal that now. Because I'm pissed off about one major fucking thing. Terrible! Anyway. Um,
1: the o Anthony. Of which there are many. So... The whole opening of the show was shite. It was terrible promos, subpar match. We have uh, fucking Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, you know, they pick up the win. The champs on on fucking commentary who, you know, Asuka can't even speak your fucking English. Charlotte is a fucking horrible fucking grains on, what's a great on you, whatever that that expression.
0: Yeah, um, Charlotte bad. Charlotte bad. (laughs) Charlotte bad. I, um... I found her quite patronizing towards Asuka, to be honest. I know Asuka doesn't understand what's going on. like English, Well. But I, I found mean, it massively patronizing, which kind of bugged me. They kind
1: of, even though she's a face now, they kind of uh, made it very clear that she wants the belt as well. So, okay, we get that. Um, but then after the match, the faces beat down the heels, even though they won clean. Great booking. Awful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Next, MVP. <sighs> the MVP lounge segment was awful so our truth comes out at one point he gets it's chased just by, just by the house the low pops up like where's fucking wally well of course he does right because like yeah that, that's what is expected he comes out he gets chased by everybody from the low card for no reason whatsoever then Honestly, hardy bros I, I, come
0: I'm, out I'm, I'm gonna go as far as this car i know we don't do this sort of thing on the show but um i going to include a clip right i'm gonna make a point of finding this clip i'm gonna include it when we put it on youtube and wow. I'm going to show you that clip of R-Truth running away from, from his opponents with the Benny Hill music because it just works so well because that's how fucking stupid this has become. <laughs>
1: I would love that. Please. Please make that happen. Consider it done. Please make <laughs> Um, but Yeah, like, honestly, like, this is a another segment. We get this whole shit come out, and it's not even worthwhile. You know, they talk for a little bit, then R-Truth comes out. Everyone chases him. Benny, <laughs> Benny Hill music and shoes. That <laughs> happens. Then fucking Jeff Hardy comes out with Riddle, and they're
0: the Hardy brood. I have to say, I have to say right now, Carl. Right, the clearly scripted Riddle, and he clearly fucked it up. He, he fucked way too up many, many words to say. Many times had to make this thing about being like particles or atoms hurtling through space, and just totally fucking fucked off his lines. Like, like give him too many lines. I don't. Well, to be fair, the
1: pair of them. I don't know how any, any, anyone, let alone two people, can come out. And talk so many words and yet say fuck all. It doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Utter, utter bollocks. Like, wow. So that was awful. Then we had Anthony, another one. Miss TV, because we love a talk show. We and, love a talk show, as you know. Right? I am a big fan of Drew McIntyre. Everyone yes, knows. I fucking love the guy. I, I would sex Drew McIntyre. I love him. <laughs> right?
0: But, I want to get him on the show at some point, Carl. <laughs>
1: sorry. I won't sex you if you come on the show. You will yeah, respect you, maybe, it. maybe. If not, either, I mean, either way, I win, you know. <laughs> right. But Miss TV, we have Drew come out as well as Seamus and Keith Lee, and they start reciting a poem because you know the week before, Miz and his little fucking Merry Band of Men did the same thing, and entertaining. So let's do the same, but with the faces. It was fucking awful. It was so bad. Because it it's not in keeping
0: with the characters, you dickheads.
1: Right. <laughs> And they had little fucking things to read. <laughs> like, really? Like, they had little pieces of toilet paper and they were reading it and it was bad and there was no passion, there was no anything and they just read it and it makes them this, fucking is awful. This
0: before or after Keith Lee has taken his, his um, performance centre classes from Adam Pearce? <laughs> <I'm> wonder- <laughs> is this knows? the result of? Well,
1: Keith Lee, as a big man myself, this is how you need to work. Adam Pearce, really? <laughs> okay. Um, Don't oh, push man, people. Fucking bad. Like I like, I'm not sure whether I mention it. I think I mentioned it later on, so I won't say it now. But how the fucking mighty you've fallen. Drew McIntyre succumbed to this. Sh- um anyway, bullshit.
0: That happened, right?
1: Then we have Jackson Riker versus Grand yep. Metal League.
0: Next. Done with that one. Why? That is all. I'm actually more annoyed um, that he's he's more prominent on the card than his his tag team former tag team fucking- partners. When he was the dickhead in the group as well.
1: I'm I'm more annoyed he's more prominent on the card than fucking Elias, because he's not just being a bodyguard. Uh, Elias is there doing fuck all. Like, I'm fuming. That's a really good point. I'm fuming, right? Anyway, um, so this this week, we had no Fiend because obviously no, he's, he's dead. fucking dead. Yeah, yeah. He's dead, yes. right? He got better well, than life. You know, it's okay because the commentary team were cool. You know, they they didn't make it seem bad or cringe or anything like that. You know, they were just like I see no way of him coming back from that. But no, he was burnt alive. Well, yeah, yeah, he fucking was. Like yeah.
0: great, great guys. Um, here's the thing though, like this is what kind of annoys me with this. Like when I know it's hard to make this whole, you know, what do you call it? Mystical element work in a slightly realistic programming, but like when you've got them like really losing their shit over like oh Dana Brooke got an injury, or uh oh, they keep putting Lana through tables, it's a travesty, or like my biggest gripe. Braun was suspended for pushing Adam Pierce. and it's like, he set fire to a guy and I know, I know it's kayfabe, I know he it didn't really the guy. happen, but they believe everything else really happened so why aren't they believing this one?
1: He fucking killed a guy. Why is
0: this not an issue? Where are the police? I
1: don't
0: know. Let's bear in mind, let's bear in mind that um, Jeff Hardy got arrested for running over Elias and that was a whole feud. True, true. Randy, Randy, Orton Randy set fire to a guy
1: and... no one gives a fuck. It's okay. Well, if there's one thing we can say, at least there's hope for Marty Janet. Um so main <laughs> event it was a storyline that he was working out. Who knows? <laughs> main event of the evening. Um what the fuck was that? So it was built. Let me get this right. It was built a holiday street fight and holiday street fight, yeah. A holiday street fight, because it's Christmas time, it's the holidays, and let's have a street fight. Do you know what the problem was? It wasn't even a fucking street fight. It was all <laughs> in the ring, no one went anywhere, it was awful. We had fucking, it's on the streets. <laughs> yeah, we are on the streets. We we run the streets. We didn't see you guys. But no, it was awful. It was just like, it was so bad. The whole build up to this is a match and the match itself was fucking terrible. It made no sense. It wasn't a street fight. It was at ring, the fucking ringside most of the time. It was awful. Then, right, the whole thing that they kind of fucking tried to build up the whole show was, well, Seamus and Keith Lee don't like each other, but it's okay because Drew's going to get them on side. Okay, what well, would be funny. It makes fucking Drew McIntyre seem like a massive fucking twat when he's there going, it's okay, Keith. You know, Sheamus isn't going to hit you. It's cool. <laughs> and then it's like, Sheamus, whoa, whoa, don't hit Keith. He's cool. He's cool. The next minute, they have a match, and fucking Sheamus twats Keith Lee. It's like, well, what a twat? Like, you know,
2: yeah, how? The,
0: the, this is them struggling to put any sort of dynamic together where, like, Oh, the, you know, the, they're all trying to get along, but they're not really meant to get along because it's like, Anthony, like say, it just makes him look like a twat.
1: Anthony, this is Drew McIntyre. The Drew McIntyre who twatted Brock Lesnar out the Royal Rumble, beat him in a couple of minutes. A fucking legend is there going, no, no, I'm the guy, I'm Jerry Springer, who gets in the way and goes, no, no, don't hit him, don't hit him. It's awful. He is above this. This is terrible. And I fucking hate it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, my, it's my final review. And, you know, I am a massive fan of seeing Drew and Sheamus. Of course I am. Is this the route to get there? Maybe. Is it good? Is it? Fuck. It's awful. And it makes Drew look terrible, right? You've got Roman Reigns on SmackDown, like a fucking boss who's every week, like, seems to come out even more of a badass. And you've got Drew McIntyre going, "No, guys don't hate each other. Let's all be friends. Terrible. How has he ended up here? And Anthony, that was the show. And do you know what I give it? Drum roll. Go on.
0: I'm with you. Too much drumming. Drum solo. Sorry. Right. Fucking zero. Zero. (laughs) Zero. Zero. Fucking zero. I'm with you. Zero. And I have one gripe that I don't think um, you mentioned, Carl. And that might be rightly so because I'm not sure if it happened on Raw or since Raw because life has happened since and I can't remember. Right. But it's the fact that it looks like The Miz is getting his money in the bank briefcase back.
1: Well, Anthony, I hate wrongs,
0: and I hate that everything
1: in the future because, of course, we are not recording this late because we are prompt and on time, and that's what you come to love and know about this show.
0: Now, wasn't the echoes of that in this show though? Him moaning about the fact that he shouldn't oh, have yeah. lost it. Oh, yeah, the echoes so, are there. But well, did you think the, it was gonna happen? Whilst I'm gonna spoil the future. The fact that they're even suggesting he should have the money in the bank briefcase back, and I hope it doesn't happen. We'll find out next week on Raw. Um, just really fucking pisses me off. We got rid; it was done. I was happy. I was happy when he lost it. We were all happy. Yeah. The town rejoiced, and well, now now we're stuck with this. It's one of them. What are they I don't gonna to do with
1: it? I don't want to take away from your first fucking rant of twenty twenty one and France, but.
0: Yeah, he he's got it back. I'm it back. Oh. sadly he got oh, it back. We'll moan the about future. that we next are time week. But oh. he got it fucking back. Um, and, um what the fuck? And I'm, I'm gonna moan man. about it now. I'm gonna moan about it next week as well. Fuck you, I don't care. No, stop. stop, no, I'm doing it. Stop it,
1: Anthony. Same okay. for next week. Stop. We need to give we need to give people okay. a reason to tune in. I've bottled it up. <laughs> but that <laughs> Anthony, was <well>. raw. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's a big fat zero and the first time ever any show on our show got a zero.
0: I'm uh, I'm going to give it a, a 0.5. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to give it a 0 as well. Fucking stupid. Nothing worked. It was awful. Don't like it. Awful. Awful. Terrible piece terrible. of television. What was he thinking? From start to finish. Speaking of terrible, Anthony, let's go over NXT. <laughs> NXT, I right? Could, I will I will I'll, I'll, I'll pre this now, Carl. It was okay. <laughs> NXT should just rename itself to... Yeah. Nah. <laughs> so... As far as the card goes, Carl, we had a good few matches, right? We had um, Lorcan and Birch taking on uh, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick in a street fight tag title match with yeah. uh, Lorcan yeah. and Birch taking the taking the win. Naturally, tag champs, yeah. they weren't going to lose to these two, let's be honest. We had Isaiah Scott going up against Jake Atlas. Isaiah Scott taking the win. We had Dakota Kai going up against Rhea Ripley with uh, Dakota Kai. No, with Rhea Ripley taking the win. Sorry, teaser. Um, we had Bronson Reed making his return with... Uh, Bronze, uh, going up against Ashanti Adonis, sorry, with Bronson Reed taking the win. We had Mercedes Martinez attacking Io Rai, making a return and making her intentions known, let's say. We had Leon Ruff going up against Tim Thatcher, with Tim Thatcher taking the win. We had Tyler Rust going up against Rhea, I think I may have wrote that wrong, uh, DiVari, Devar- <laughs> with Tyler Rust taking the win. And then we end the night with Adam Cole going up against Velveteen Dream, with Adam Cole taking the win. So, I haven't really got a highlight per se. I will give it credit that it was an okay week. There were some decent matches on there. It was a fairly stacked card. It was an okay week. There wasn't anything particularly outstanding. It was nice to see Mercedes Martinez back. Um, And obviously that that could be an echo to hear in the title scene with further and Rhea Ripley going up against Raquel Gonzalez with uh, Raquel Gonzalez getting involved at the end of her match. So there were a couple of okay elements there, but nothing that really stood out as a highlight but I'll give it its credit and I'll mention it in the highlights that it was not a bad week, it just wasn't a great week. Um, and it's difficult to follow up, obviously, on um, you know the, the fact that we had war games and we had a lot going on to, to sort of then try to continue some stuff. Um, so, yeah, no particular highlights. A couple of old shites um, was Bronson Reed making his return was awesome. I like Bronson. Um, I was a bit unsure about him at first, but it's great to see him back. Very, very, very fucking short match. Like, ridiculously short match. So short that it did what it needs to do in the fact that Bronson Reed squashed the guy. But um it would have been nice to see some, I don't know, in ring action. Just a thought. The thought. Um, so that was a bit too quick for my liking. I would have preferred a bit more of a match. Um, some of them were just matches for matches' sake, like Isaiah Scott and Jake Atlas. I know it was wasn't a bad match. I don't really I'm I'm not bothered buy a feud between these two that seems to be what they're going for but I'm not that bothered um we missed off a few people here like um this week we never saw Shotzi we didn't really see um anything from Kushida nothing like that so you know to have certain matches on I'm a bit like why um this was just one of them where I'm like I didn't really need this match there were other things I could have been cracking on with um it was interesting not I know. sorry. I probably should have mentioned it in the highlights, but um, Tyler Rust seems to be getting a little bit of a push. He was obviously given a bit of a elevation, let's say, from Tommaso in previous mm-hmm. week, so it's nice to see him. He seems to have aligned with Malcolm Bivens as his yeah. mouthpiece, and it's nice to see him getting a bit of, um, bit of a push from the slight momentum he gained from Tommaso. So I suppose a bit of
1: push. they are fucking rocketing him to the stars. Uh, a... Um,
2: I'll, now, I'll hold back
1: on that. He is main eventing soon. I like what, rightly or wrongly, he is, yeah. whether we like it or not.
0: I'm not sh- like I'm not sure because this might be one of them flights of fancy where if it, it dissolves magically in a week or so, and we don't know. NXT does that to me quite a lot. Mm. So um I'm still holding out on that. But yeah, they certainly have some interest in him, which is great. Um but yeah, I mean, one of the strange things for me, and this is no slight to either party when I say this, the main event. It was just a weird way to end NXT. And I'll stress that NXT overran this week, which is something you don't often do. And considering the overran for the sake of this match just seems a bit odd because this was Velveteen Dream going up against Adam Cole, which, you know, I have nothing against either wrestler. They put on a good match together. They do have good chemistry together, but we've seen it before. I didn't really need to see it again. There's no feud been built up. You know, Adam Cole's just come from and all the undisputed era stuff versus the kings of nxt and we suddenly have this yeah. and it just felt felt a little bit like oh okay this this was more of a middle of the show kind of match that doesn't close anything like why am i ending the night on a match that was kind of thrown together like I, I don't know it just felt a little bit oddly placed i suppose not against the match at all yeah, but yeah. the fact that this was the closer you the know thing that- we haven't really concentrated on like uh pete dunn or anyone like that who've made their returns and have like they've had a lot of momentum and suddenly they're not even here really weird week
1: the thing that kind of eck me about this one was this whole kind of feud is built upon velveteen dream coming out going you're not the real leader of the undisputed era it should be o'reilly he's he's the guy who is really in charge and cole's like well no no it's
0: him like that's the feud yeah wow okay (laughs) let's kick this off And to be honest, like with Dream, I'm like, are you back or not? Like, you know, I don't know. He's kind of flip flopping at the minute. It's like you don't see him for weeks, and then he comes back to antagonize somebody. But um, yeah, all in all, it was a it was an okay week. There was just a lot of like it felt very like filler all the way through. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can describe it. So you know, for me, I'd have to give it like a two. In all fairness, it was it was decent, but it wasn't noteworthy in any way. Like Carl noted from it, he said you haven't filled it in. Uh, there was nothing to fill in. It wasn't nothing really bad or really good. It was just there. I mean, so on that basis. You know what?
1: If we're going to shoot the shit, we are going to be honest. I don't fucking watch NXT. I'm honest. <laughs> I, will I will skip it at the best of times. But what I saw from the match card and what I saw from one or two little bits of promo that I watched, it's one and a half because, yeah, not a fan. Made no sense. Um, main event was awful. Tyler Rust, maybe, got something. Who knows? Mm. Let's see. Um, rest of the stuff,
0: meh. So that is the next day. Oh, um, the one thing I will mention, and be- mainly because it, I suppose it merits a highlight, because I will be intrigued to see it, is the pushing for Tommaso going up against Tim Thatcher in a pit fight match, I know which one. put him back where he actually excelled. Makes a bit. That's of sense his match them. now. He's got his own. <laughs> match, right? And uh, they had a really good match together. So I'm, I'm hyped for seeing a rematch. It doesn't even need to be a pit fight. They just had a really solid match together. So um, yep. yeah, that's a, play. but yeah, a two for me. Well, Anthony.
1: The next show is the Superior Show on a Wednesday. But this week, Ooh. um, not a great week, but let's get into it either way. Okay. So okay. the match card was Chris Jericho and MJF took on the tag team of Top Flight with Inner Circle members Jericho and MJF picking up the win. We had a Sting interview. We had Colt Cabana, 5 and 10, taking on Jurassic Express. We had Pac making his much-anticipated in-ring return taking on The Butcher, with Pac picking up the win. We had Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford announcing their wedding date. Ooh, when will it be? We had Eva Luno taking on Dustin Rhodes, with Dustin Rhodes picking up the win. Sean Spears dropped by for an interview. Cool. We had Hikaru Shida taking on Alex Gracia, with Shida picking up the win. And the main event of the evening was the Young Bucks taking on the Acclaimed, with, unsurprisingly, the Bucks picking up
0: So And how's, uh, how's Matt Jackson's knee doing this week, Carl?
1: <laughs> still shit. Believe it or not. <laughs> Back to you. It's hanging in there. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking
1: hangman page is what you call his isn't he? But anyway, <laughs> the highlights this week. So the opening match, as always, was fine, was not as good as we come expecting match. So um yeah, Jericho did feel off the pace, and it's a shame to say that, but he did. Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to shit on it too much because the match itself, the competitors they are capable of better. We just didn't see it this week. So MGF, as always, was great. Reminded me again just how good he is as a performer in the ring and as a good heel. Um, and, I, you know, I fully believe Top Flight have got a, a, like incredible future ahead. Um, but yeah, it was just, I don't know, I expected more and it didn't deliver, unfortunately. It was still solid. It was a good match, a good opener, but not what we've come to expect from Dynamite, unfortunately. Um, although... Anthony. After the match, Jake Hager gets on the microphone and calls out Wardlow. And you know what? I fucking want that match. You know yeah. I want that match. Hell so yeah. You've been I'm saying that for a long time. I've been saying that for a long time. But I'm excited for that. So that made it all worthwhile. I think it's seeing... a
0: bit oddly paced given that Jericho put the ultimatum out there that they all had to get along. And then, bit. what, like a week later he's calling them out? Like, yeah, the... a little bit. Um, so I mean,
1: I think the whole storyline's a bit of a could be good, but hasn't lived up to the hype kind of mentality. Because I think, I think that's fair. Um, you know, we we've seen like remnants of this whole kind of thing between Hager and, and Wardlow for a while, where every week they're staring each other down the eye and that kind of thing. So in that sense, it doesn't feel like it's being thrown together too quick. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like it's had enough build. It's just kind of like Hager's gone. Well, I'm here tonight, and Wardlow isn't, so I want to challenge him to a match, and it's like. Mm. So yeah, you're right in what you're saying, but I'm still excited for it. But yeah, could they build it better? Of course they could, but that a lot of the time, unfortunately. Um, that being said, another highlight, Anthony, the Sting promo was fucking fire. I loved it. Reminiscing around old times, around like old stuff on WCW, on TNT, all that good stuff. Loved it. He he captivated the audience, I felt, um, in his promo, which is all you can want from someone of hit you know his caliber, um as a legend cutting a promo so amazing um i love the fact that fucking team taz came got involved you know ultimate heels that they are and cut him off before they could finally reveal why he's here and why he's you know why he's coming in the ring every week um so obviously they are alluding to the fact that it's going to be through derby you know the lights go off when they you know go down to challenge him and derby's in so something's definitely going on there but we don't know what and it's a nice build it doesn't feel like uh not again it feels like oh you bastard team taz we were about to find out so that is a good feeling to feel i think yeah
0: yeah i'm with you on that it's handled um
1: way. yeah and um, the next highlight i've got is omega and Callus again great this week and um, you know i think we were both very vocal saying who the fuck is kenny omega lately like what is his character who's his cleaner why is cheerio there it doesn't make any sense yep i wasn't um, a fan I,
0: yeah. I, i'm a fan now i love what well, they're doing
1: now i didn't yeah, exactly.
0: get it at first
1: yeah same like neither has got um, it still look at the ladies with the brooms i'll be yeah, honest me either. you know he's, he's a cleaner so yeah you no know, whatever um but you know i don't know i think these two as a pairing are fantastic i think last week i alluded they were kind of like roman and Haman life um, i still believe that to be the case <laughs> i think the Omega wish version, is, I believe. <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> wish version. Um, but no, I, you know, I think they are great. I think you know, and Omega bounce well off each other, and I think them two together are a fantastic heel combination. Um, so I don't want to shit on them too much, but yeah, I don't know. I think he's doing his job well. He's an arrogant heel. Great promos. callas comes in with some savage stuff and really, uh, you know, get you know, get behind support uh, Omega. So. Yeah, enjoying it, so it is a highlight for me. And the final highlight is Abaddon. Yeah. She's a fucking ledge, man. Like, you know, oh, she yeah. there for months and months and months has not had a challenger who she felt was worthwhile until Thunder came along, and then that kind of stuff happened. And then, you know, again, no one to challenge her. And now Abaddon is a fucking scary motherfucker. And- it is the
0: thing. Like, I don't want to be speaking out of 10. You might be able to reference a ton of them that I'm not aware of, but have you ever known a woman wrestler with such a, a great sort of um obviously it's not the same thing as the Undertaker but it's the best comparison with that sort of intimidating Undertaker type persona. No because I've, I've never known it. The closest
1: match I can make is probably Bull Nakano from like years and years ago. But even then Abaddon is a whole different level of like maniacal spiritual craziness. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? So um no I think she's been fantastic and I think the way Shida has reacted to everything kind of being so shit scared all the way to I'm gonna fight this to okay, I'll bring the fight to you and then still be a bit like, oh my God, what are I dealing with? I think the whole thing has been built up beautifully. Um so I'm excited to see it and I think it's been a hell of a roller coaster. And who knows, you know, will Sheeta maybe lose
0: her belt? Um I think Abaddon's been putting fantastic work in, but I wouldn't be against the push, you know, if they if they give Abaddon a title and she becomes the benchmark for the for the women's division. I, yeah. I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, he'll have an opponent. Yeah, definitely.
1: Either way, um, and in terms of the oshites, Anthony. So I've not got many oshites, but that doesn't take away from the fact that the show this week wasn't great. Um, <laughs> so, um, Sean Spears, um, he cut an interview around, you know, how he's not been seen for a while. What's next, blah blah blah. And I don't know, he just feels so irrelevant. And... I know
0: that magic glove made him fucking invisible,
1: didn't <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> um, he's fucking moonwalking by himself somewhere. Um. I don't know. I, I don't get it. I think he was the perfect 10 in NXT, and I think this is one of the only times I can truly say WWE handled the character better than um This AW. is a funny and, thing,
0: though, because Sean Spears, as I understand, they kind of left WWE because he felt he wasn't being um, dealt with yeah. correctly, creatively. Yeah. And he had and frustrations. And now he's been accounts- given his creative freedom, and there's just well oh.
1: Exactly. By all accounts, in AW, you've got full creative freedom. You can do whatever you want, and He's just been a fucking flop, hasn't he? He's nothing. He's got no ideas. No. Even creativity. He's fucked him off. Yeah. It's like it's it's awful. It's so bad.
0: It's yeah, I don't know what the I mean, there's always time. Like I'm willing to to sort of eat my hat. I kind of hope he proves me wrong. But you know, right now it's like, yeah, he's he's one of the failed projects for AEW, unfortunately. Um and I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he redevelops his character or whatever he needs to do. But right now it's just not working. Won't. And we just don't like, he's not getting the airtime because he's not, and like, he's not drawing the audience. Yeah. No, he's uh Speaking of bad, Anthony,
1: so the acclaimed, they fucking suck. Like, please, please drop this gimmick. It's so bad. Not only did we have a fucking promo, like, rap battle thing on the way to the ring, we had a separate segment this week where they cut uh, a fucking little mini fucking single almost on the Young Bucks, and it was, it was awful. It was so bad. Like, uh. rap gimmicks don't. Work well anymore, no.
0: in my opinion. It was cringy enough when John Cena did it. Yeah, he got it over I, somehow, but he was never really a good rat. You didn't go, <laughs> wow, he is great. I say this every week, Anthony, and this is how I know you are cooler than me because
1: when we went to one of the sh- uh, one of the shows that we went to, um, you got a Triple H fucking skull, you know, awesome fucking oh, that was a good shirt. That shirt. Yeah, that was awesome t shirt. I got a fucking Chain Gang t shirt. I wore it twice. I wore it fucking twice and I was like, this is embarrassing. Um and I, I never never wore it again. So yeah. this is how you know that Anthony, you're the cool one. And when it comes basic to basic thugonomics, Carl, really. It's basic thug- fucking ergonomics. <laughs> and with these guys, they are fucking failing thug- fucking thuggonomics. I can't say that yeah.
0: class. Um yeah. so yeah. <laughs> they need to attend thuggonomics one oh one. <laughs> they do. Um, um yeah. yeah, bad. So you see, bad. it was kind of cringe back in the 90s, back in the early two thousands um it's just not yeah cool real real bad um Mm. so that is
1: awful awful and the final thing i want to talk about is not so much in terms of any individual performance but i just felt like they tried to cram too much into one show There was about 11 12 different segments in a two-hour show and
2: it was too much
0: and like really you felt it and and it it makes it even more puzzling like again no offense sean but like why have a sean spears interview on a card that feels quite packed yeah no idea no no, no idea. Pack, pun intended there sorry
1: <laughs> but no anthony exactly you're you're fully right it doesn't make any sense and looking at the match car looking at everything that happened it was very meh for a show for me it got two and a half i didn't think it was very good at all really um you know there was matches and the quality of the matches were good the sting interview was good but the rest of it just felt a bit Meh, like it's I don't know. It felt forced. It felt like it mm. didn't need to happen, and it felt too much um, in a short amount of time. So yeah, for me, two and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to land the same. It, it did a good job of taking that horrible NXT taste out of my mouth. So um, <laughs> I got to do it better than than a two, but um, I can't merit a three. I really can't. I'm trying to justify it just so I can differ on from you. Um, <laughs> but I, I can't. Yeah, two and a half. It's got
1: to be a two and a half. It has it has to be straight middling
0: so talking of straight middling uh should we talk about smackdown carl let's talk
1: about it i'm interested
0: by that comments let's go that was do you know what this could be an interesting debate then <laughs> this was one of the best of smackdowns i've seen in a while actually it was bore bo. now no it, let's face it it was, a, it was a holiday show it was a christmas yeah. show. you know mm-hmm. we all had our christmas dinner sat down and watched it naturally um but as far as the card goes carl we had some fucking big matches on there. We had a, a cage match with uh, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. We had Bayley and Carmella going up against Asuka and Charlotte and Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair in a tag team elimination match for the women's tag titles. Yeah, I think I said that right. Um, we had the titles being retained. Sorry, I don't think I gave you it on Roman. Roman kept his belt as well obvious, but, you know, there you go. Um, We had Daniel Bryan going up against Jay Uso, with uh, Daniel Bryan taking the win, and we had uh, Big E going up against Sami Zayn in a Lumberjack match, with Big E taking the win and taking the title. So, you know, some big stuff going on there, some big stipulations, mm-hmm. Um, obviously an attention-grab thing, you know, a ratings-grab thing, because it's a difficult day to do it on when most people probably won't be watching wrestling. Um And I've got to give it on the highlights that, you know, we had KO and Roman going up against each other, um, again, I can't deny it was a good match. These two put on the all, um, but no, no, no. I'll do the highlights first, Right. So that was a good match. It was good. You know, Roman kept his belt. It keeps the whole story going and these two work t- together really well. Fair enough. I'll have to give it a high. Right. The biggie taking the title, I thought it was a really good move because he's not really done anything since getting the singles push. So that makes a lot of sense that they try and put the strap on him. I worry about opponents potentially going forward for him, but it's a good shout to, to mix it up, have him as the IC champion. Um, and I actually think this stipulation was one time when the Lumberjack stipulation works really well. Sammy, for months now, has been someone who weaseled out of his matches. He would get win over the countout and so on like that. The stipulation made a lot of sense for the way Sammy's heel character has been built up. So all in all, I think that was some stellar booking, really um not just for the match but for the stipulation. So that's gotta be my other highlight was was the, the main event of the night was um Big E taking the win on Sami Zayn. But oh shit, Carl, and I don't want to be too harsh on this because you know this was not by any means the worst show of the week and it was it was good overall. But I think the pulled the trigger on a Kevin Owens Roman Reigns rematch too soon. And mm. that's probably my main great with it. The match was good, but we've gone from like a big TLC match to a big SmackDown match and we're still hinting that maybe a further match because he needed Jey Uso to help him win so Kevin Owens has been on the cusp of winning again and lost again with assistance so it, it takes away from from Roman beating him clean and the only reason they're doing that is for another rematch So and this is why I'm trying not to be too negative because this for me isn't really a this wasn't a bad match I just think it was too soon because now we're going to end up with a third KO Roman Reigns match most likely and I'm worried that it's going to end up being oversaturated with these two having rematches. Um, how do you top what you've done so far? Um, I, I don't know. It just, it's probably just more the timing of it more than the match itself. So I don't want to knock it too much, but that's the, the negative it gives that.
1: Yeah. Um, do you know what? I think, I think that is fair. Um, you know, the match itself was very, uh, really, really good. I thought, mm. uh, I liked the way that, Owens pretty much stood his ground, could have won it several times and then had to be handcuffed to the cage in order to not win. So, yeah. you know, it built up something, as you said, for an additional match. So, I think in terms of in terms of making it too soon, I don't know, maybe not because maybe it's going to be the Royal Rumble, but they have their blow yeah, match. Yeah, maybe, and, and that's why they're doing it now. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then maybe it's going to be the one who wins the Royal Rumble, <laughs> Daniel O'Brien, um, who's going to go on to the challenge. Roman Reigns, who's put his feud to bed. Just saying, not that I'm a booker, but um, you know, it would make sense. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I think for me, it was a it was a fantastic match to have on
0: a SmackDown. Is my thought. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, I, I'm curious how you feel about the women's tag titles because I'm a little bit up and down on this. Some part of me thinks it maybe should be a highlight because this is the first time they've given it any relevance. Like this was an actual match with uh, a lot going on. <clears throat> um, but I'm still sort of aggrieved with these fucking randomly slapped together tag teams because they've not got a tag yeah. division. Like yeah. why are Bailey and Carmella mates? Yeah. Why were Banks and Bel mates? None of yeah. it actually worked. Asker and Charlotte are the tag champs, but did you know Charlotte wants her title? <laughs> so that technically doesn't work. No one in this is a tag team. Yeah. You and know that,
2: what?
1: The m- still bugs me. <laughs> the match was fine, but everything you're saying is so Bob on because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. What made even Bailey less sense Bailey and Carmela? Because
0: we had the riot squad watching this match. Yeah. Why weren't they in it? No idea, right? But you've got Bailey and Carmella who what like what have they got? What have they got
1: in common? They're okay. They're now a team. Okay. They, they also both don't like Banks. Fucking Banks was more enamored with fucking Carmella than you know she was with fucking Bailey. And it's like, well, Who's put you through more shit over the last year? Really? Like Carmella, you're gonna go after her? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you've got fucking um fucking Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Why? Why are they a tag team? Because Belair's like I'm the best, and like well you know Sasha's bestest. like well you're the bestest, and Sasha's like well I'm the fucking boss. So naturally their fucking personas do not gel. So no, they're mm, not team players. Yeah, it doesn't. I just don't anything. get.
0: You could have. You could have either had four of them and had the Riot Squad in there, or you could have removed either one of those tag teams and had the Riot Squad in there, who are an actual tag team. I'm still pissed off about the Iconics, I'm not going to mention that again this week, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I love the idea that they give the women's tag titles some prominence. I love the idea that they give them more than just a standard tag match. It's the teams mm. themselves that kind of really piss me off with it. Yeah. No, same. Um, Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso doesn't really get a highlights order, no shite. I'll mention it again. It's just, it was there. It was okay. Like, Building something like you say, it's keeping Daniel Bryan in the fray for, for going up against Roman at some point, isn't it? But, yeah. um, I don't, I didn't need this match really, if I'm honest. Same. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm surprised the fucking Uso is hanging around for so long in in these kind of, uh, you know, main event kind of scenes because, mm. yeah, I don't know. I thought the match quality itself was good, but yeah, it, it was more about Bryan, wasn't it? I think Uso's probably run his course now as, uh, Like a solo
0: kind of act. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think the trouble is he desperately needs uh, Jimmy back, doesn't he? And we don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, And it's not really an O'Shea card, but I'll mention it because I feel like it might be for you. And it was firmly a highlight for me, the Big E move and the match itself being a lumberjack match. I don't have a negative to it. I think it was booked really well. Um, I mean, maybe I could say, should it have been the main event, but uh, even so, it was booked really well. The stipulation made sense for Sammy's character, and I, I, I'm curious to see um uh, Big E's icy title run. Yeah, I'm, I'd love to see him go up against Baron Corbin six times. <laughs> uh... Um, like for me,
1: you know, I was a fan of Sammy, but I wasn't a massive fan of Sammy in terms of like, you know, I thought he was a weasel as a heel, but not like an effective one. Um, I know we've We've spoken about that quite a few times over the weeks. But, yeah, I think for me, sound, Big E has got the win. He's now been given the seal of approval. He had the whole raise him above above his shoulders kind of celebration. So, you know, it's kind of like what's next. You know, Bret Hart had that and he's gone on to be a megastar. So, can Big E do that? Hmm. Who knows? I'm going to be uh, sceptical. But, yeah, you know, fair play. I I felt like it needed a bit of a change. And, yeah, fair play, Big E on SmackDown. So, you have not
0: been a big fan of Sammy. No, so I, I I thought you'd prefer that. Although you've not been a big fan of lumberjack matches either, so I don't know how you were gonna feel.
1: Um, no, I'm not. To be fair, um, I think especially the way that like I don't know, it felt overbooked in the way that well, Sammy's gonna run away and um, you know, fucking Apollo from nowhere is gonna run him down and fucking take him out on the ramp, and it's like, okay, <laughs> why? Because he's black. Like there's no there's no affinity there, is there? So I was like, well, what a weird choice um yeah i don't know i just yeah the match itself was not great but yeah fair play biggie won and i like the whole celebration at the end it, it was a old school you know piece of you know remini- reminiscence um i reminisced about it so yeah, yeah
0: yeah that's fair that's fair and again no lars sullivan <laughs> that is a plus uh rate and wise for me carl i'd probably give this a three it was it was good um, my gripes weren't big gripes, and it was definitely worthy of being a holiday show. Um, yeah. I think they pulled out enough stops for it to to merit the, the sort of Christmas. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was a decent week.
1: Well, do you know what? I I originally had it as a, a three and a half, but by your review, you've brought me down <laughs> to a three. <laughs>
0: because a floor, man,
1: I mean, maybe in my comparison to the likes of NXT and uh, Raw, I overegged it a bit, but. Do you know what? It was still the best show of the week. And um, yeah, I think a three is, is fair. It was good matches, um, excitement and
0: yeah, fair play SmackDown, Take the win. Um, yeah, best show of the week. Shockingly so. We thought we'd see that. Shockingly, yeah. And that was This Week in Wrestling, guys.
2: Monopoly Events presents, for the Love of Wrestling, Europe's largest wrestling convention, back in Liverpool, the Exhibition Centre, between the 15th and 16th of May. Guests this year include Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. The icon, the showstopper, Mr. WrestleMania Shawn Michaels, three time WWE champion, three-time TNA champion, things are about to get extreme with Jeff Hardy. Seven times women's champion, Diva of the Decade, and Hall of Fame star Trish Stratus. Grand Slam winner and the wrestling god John Bradshaw Layfield. These and many, many more will be joining us in Liverpool. Find us on Facebook at For The Love Of Wrestling. Visit our website, fortheloveofwrestling.co.uk. For tickets for entry and guests, visit ticketquarter.co.uk. That's ticketquarter.co.uk. For The Love Of Wrestling. By the fans, for the fans.